Hello and welcome to MLW Confusion. I'm your host, Rob Cameron, bringing you all that you may or may not need to know about Major League Wrestling and its television programming. This week, we're going to take ourselves a look at MLW Fusion 185 Mystery Opponent Exhibition Main Event for Alex Kane. But first, the news. Got a batch and batch and batch of stuff coming out of Slaughterhouse. Uh, MLW Slaughterhouse, that is going to be October 14th at the ECW Arena. Also going to be on Fight Plus if you can't be there in person. Um, but we have a batch of news coming out. Uh, first of which, uh, the fusion trappings that surround the event itself. Uh, Love Doug will be taking on Ichiban. Uh, this will be a big test for both uh, MLW draft picks, uh, though I will argue, uh, considering the role Ichiban has been on, this is a much bigger test for Wrestling's Cupid. I'm excited to see this match, though, because I'm a big fan of both competitors. Ichiban has really run me, uh, won me over uh, with with his work as of late, going from like I have no clue who he is to where we're at now. And uh, as I've said on the Urban Wrestling Network podcast, like a big fan of Love Doug and finally get to see his work uh, makes me happy. Um, speaking of open challenges from a minute ago, it has also been announced that Matt Cardona is laying out an open challenge. No clue who he's going to be facing as of yet. Uh, I guess we are going to be finding out in the next month or so, though. Though, you know. You'll find out next week if you can, uh, you know, go with the spoilers. Anywho, uh, as for the main card itself, Slaughterhouse, uh, three big matches have been uh, announced uh, for the event, or at least changes and etc. Uh, have come out this week. Uh, the first of which is Becca is uh, being, uh, how do we want to put it? Uh, being uh, constrained by her record label contract. She is out indefinitely until her record contract is over, unable to wrestle. Um, so we have a vacancy for the uh, featherweight championship match uh, with Delmi Exo. Uh, MLW has announced that Becca will be replaced by a Halloween phantom. Well... You know, I love me a good Halloween story, but I'm also a low-key wrestling historian, uh, which really is tantamount more to I have watched a crap ton of wrestling over my 40 years on this here planet, and they've done, they've done the Halloween fandom before, and by they, I don't necessarily mean MLW, I just mean wrestling in general. Um, because of this, I'm going to throw out my prediction right now, is that the Halloween Phantom is a resurrected Rick Rude. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, Rick Rude is coming back from the dead to be the Halloween Phantom once again, this time challenging for the MLW Featherweight Championship, currently held by a friend of the show, Delmi XO. Yeah, I don't think that's happening. I I'm making stuff up right now, just like a good wrestling journalist. Anywho. Anyway, uh, other title match action. Uh, it is noted that the National Openweight Championship will be up for grabs as champion Ricky Shane Page of the Colleague will be taking on the one called Manders. And this will be a spin-the-wheel, make-the-deal match. 
I assume Coldbender's glove is an option amongst other things. I'm really just kind of hoping that the uh, that it, the stipulation is going to be winner has to be nice to me. Yep, that's right. Stipulation should be winner has to be nice to podcaster Rob Cammer. Uh, that way, the Manders can actually be properly nice to me instead of at best spitefully nice or at worst downright hostile. And this is assuming that Manders is going to win the match, which he is not. He will not do that. He will not overcome the calling. And if he actually somehow does overcome the calling in some twisted universe, it's probably because uh, Matthew or Mance kind of helped him out there. There. Said that too. And last but not least, coming out of this, we have title for title as announced last week on the program. CMLL welterweight champion Rocky Romero Azucar will be uh, taking on MLW middleweight champion The Callings Akira. Winner takes all championship bout. Last time we had one of these bouts, Delmi Exo walked out with both the gold. Can MLW make it 2-0 with other major promotions titles? We are going to find out. So that's the new matches that have been announced within the last week. And of course, we also have uh, the New Japan Partnership as Minoru Suzuki, my angry murder grandpa, takes on Jacob Fatu. And for the World Heavyweight Championship, Alex Kane fights Davey Boy Smith Jr. of the World Titan Federation. Uh, also announced is the uh, Chamber of Horrors match itself. The second gear crew consisting of Mance Warner and Matthew Justice will be taking on the Callings Cannonball and Talon. Alright, so there's our news for the week. Uh, let's jump into our review of MLW Fusion 185. Uh, we're hitting things off pretty darn quick, uh, pretty darn fast as well. Uh, we can go right to our intro. Matt and Joe welcome us to the show and run down the card for tonight. And we are going right into our first match. Uh, it is the Callings. Can a cannonball and Talon taking on the second gear crews, one called Manders and Matthew Justice in a tornado tag match. Uh, right away, before the bell even starts and before they can even get all the way to the ring, the calling attack the second gear crew members, uh, and we're just going crazy early on, and that's kind of like what's going on throughout the entirety of this match overall. Uh, so despite getting the early offense, the calling miss dueling chair shots and get squished in the corner for their efforts. Uh, the second gear crew hip toss Talon into Cannonball, but Cannonball's going to no-sell it and clothesline everybody. Uh, we do get an aided whiplash uh, by Cannonball on the one car uh, called Manners onto an open chair. We go to break and we come back. Uh, both members of the second gear crew are seated in chairs and a, to and a top rope assisted senton by Cannonball. Or well, Cannonball's holding Talon and kind of flips him off the ropes. That uh, was a variation of the old Quebecers uh, finish. Uh, we got chair swinging action by the second gear crew. Uh, however, Cannonball decides he has enough and squishes them uh, when they go off for the pinfall. Uh, double arm pile driver on the open chair on Manders gets a two count by Cannonball. Uh, Lariat followed by a Big splash on Talon gets the three. Things just escalate quickly, of course. Uh, your winners, the second gear crew. Uh, fun, short little brawl. Um, I'm really curious to who this Talon is because uh, he's, got, he's got some moves to him. Cannonball, I don't care much about either way. 
Manders is utter trash. Uh, Justice, though, carries the team. Carries the team to victory as well. Gets the pinfall attempt. Uh, but again, like, all joking aside, it, it was a short, sweet match. Uh, did what it needed to. Uh, showed off Cannonball as kind of the monster, uh, physical monster of the calling. Uh, second Gear crew got their brawling spots in. Mance Warner was on commentary, and he's always gold as well. So he has a fun little, fun little brawl. Backstage, Sam Laterna finds Love Doug strumming away at a guitar. He is writing a song for Becca. Oh, and a wild Jacob Fatu appears. Uh, let's uh, Doug know that he has the voice of an angel. It has been announced that number one draft pick Kevin Blackwood is out for two months. He's on the injured reserve due to the actions of Tony Deppin and uh, TJ Crawford. Uh, we get some words from Deppin and Crawford. Uh, Deppin has come to MLW strictly for the money, uh, and Crawford puts over Deppin as a slimy little bastard. And now they're two slimy, dangerous bastards working together. Back, back backstage, Sam Laterna is with Mr. St. Laurent. Uh, he calls the expose a hit piece, and he gets to have his little uh, extra time uh, due to it, thanks to his lawyers working something out. Uh, basically just puts over that he's a promoter extraordinaire, and, you know, if he's going to make you money, he should get a cut of it, which is technically fair. All right, let's take a brief pause for the cause. Come back, get ourselves an energy drink. I will be back. Un momento. If you like me, sometimes you need a pick-me-up to get you through the day. I drink Ray's Energy for that pickup. Ray's comes in a bunch of different flavors, and more recently Italian ice, which is great, by the way. And it contains no sugar, so there's no crash after you drink it. And really, like best of all, if you go through me and go to wetrepsports.com, use my code CAS, you get 15% off your order. So also, be like Cass, drink Ray's Energy. All right, we are back, and we have the history of MLW on YouTube uh, put over the YouTube channel, uh, which is how at least I get my uh, Fusion fix every week, and there's a bunch of classic episodes of Fusion on there as well. Uh, evidently, it is the six-year anniversary from MLW One Shot in 2017, the show that relaunched MLW uh, back to the uh well, juggernaut that it is currently. We are going to see the main event from that show, Swerve. Shane Strickland takes on Ricochet. Uh, we get a... So we get the main event of the first relaunched MLW event. Uh, should be a good one, because obviously Ricochet and uh, Swerve are two great, great wrestlers. Um, so we got uh, tie-ups, pushes into the corner. We're going to trade holds for a bit. Cruiserweight standoff in the process. Uh, Swerve finally gets some offense in uh, in spades with an arm breaker coming out of the springboard. That was kind of nifty to see. Caught, uh, caught Ricochet mid-air. Uh, Swerve is spending a bit of time working over that arm, getting it ready for the submission. Uh, Ricochet, though, in interrupts Swerve's offense with a Big drop kick out of midair. Uh, get a swerve stomp out of the deal. The you know, for two though. We're gonna trade strikes until Ricochet clothesline turns swerve inside out. We're gonna trade strikes again one more time with feeling, ending with Ricochet hitting a German suplex on Swerve. DDT out of the corner and another set of swerve stomps gets a two count. Ricochet counters the Poison Rana, Northern Lights suplex, regular suplex, and a springboard splash. Only gets a two count, though, as things begin to 
escalate. Uh, we're picking up the pace as Ricochet hits a lifting reverse DDT on uh, on Swerve by two. Uh, Swerve though locks the arm submission in, uh, really cranking it in this time. However, Ricochet picks up Swerve and hits him with a power bomb. But doesn't get much in the line of a flurry of offense as Swerve locks the submission back in. Uh, Ricochet tries to get to the ropes, but to no avail. He just can't escape, and he has to tap. Uh, so your winner of the first main event of the relaunched MLW, Shane Swerve Strickland. Uh, Swerve would take this momentum and become MLW champion. Um... And, you know, the rest is history, as they say. Uh, it was a good match, uh, as we expected um, from the two. I I'm kind of surprised uh, how slow the pace was overall in the match. Like, it was definitely cold and calculating, which is what we, well, what we see nowadays out of Swerve. Um, but Ricochet kind of held his own in that pace as well. Um, I do have to question why we'd have, like, a big, like, 20-minute match. Uh, from six years ago on our current program, especially since we're taking the time to put over YouTube. Uh, I feel like taking the time to, uh, you know, revel in the past is not a great build towards the current product, especially when uh, this history-making event right now is featuring two competitors who are no longer with the company. Um you know, so that's, that is just me. Like we, I feel like if we're, if we're going to, like, if we are going to distribute live programming, we, we need to focus on the now instead of, uh, turn things into a clip show, especially in the age of YouTube where we can watch a lot of this stuff on demand already. Um, I uh, can't remember if one shot is still on YouTube, but I know one shot made it to, uh, pro wrestling television uh when that was a thing i don't know if that's still a thing or not i haven't checked it in a while uh but yeah so i think that is kind of uh interesting choice but you know at least it was a good match they got that going for it following this sam laterna is backstage with alex kane he is sending mr st laurent's mystery person to ho island which is a step below suplex island uh that's basically kind of the same thing except the ride's a little bit bumpier according to mr thomas and that is on Bomaye. We also have Selena De La Renta. She is in Mexico City still. We are getting a rehash of the promo from last week where she puts over the partnership with CMLL. And, of course, this partnership does not come without a price. Following this, we get a Slaughterhouse Control Center. Uh, we put over the card. Uh, I ran over the card at the start of the show, so I'm not going to bore you all with that. But they did throw in like a little bit of uh, interesting tidbits towards the Chamber of Horror match. Uh, a late addition to the Chamber of Horror match is now Matt Cordona and a mystery partner. Uh, should be interesting to see who Cardona teams with. Uh, obviously, one of his stablemates is challenging for the World Championship, uh, but he does have another stablemate in the form of Snitsky, who would be a lot of fun in a Chamber of Horror match, I think. But uh, we shall see. So is Matt Cardona and a mystery partners added to the Chamber of Horror match, which also features the calling members of Talon and Cannonball and the second gear crew of Mance Warner and Matthew Justice. 
Up next, we get a promo from the Callings Akira. Uh, he puts over his match for the CMML, CMLL middleweight or welterweight championship uh, and basically lets Rocky Romero know that he's going to need that eye patch for real by the time Akira's done with him. All right, it is time for our main event of the evening. Mr. St. Laurent is out. Uh, he is representing the Mystery Man, and that Mystery Man is going to cripple Alex Kane. Uh, that Mystery Man is Snitsky. Snitsky is our mystery guy, which I guess we should have figured one way or another. Uh, he comes out with a stretcher. Uh, so very, very kind of him, to say the least. Um, and we're going to have an exhibition with Alex Kane. Uh, we're going to have it. Uh, Kane is posing, hitting the muscles, showing how much he has been working out as of late. Snitsky just pie faces him, and Kane responds with a big suplex. Uh, Snitsky misses a charge into the corner and gets a German out of the deal, and then a second one for his efforts. Uh, Snitsky does try to come back with a big boot, and we go to break, and when we come back, we get UF'd up, chance by the crowd. Uh, Kane is on the ground. Snitsky hits an elbow drop and a big body slam. Uh, however, Snitsky, for whatever reason, thinks he needs to go to the top rope and misses a somersault senton, allowing Kane to lock in the fade to black. Snitsky is trapped and has no choice but to tap your winner, MLW World Heavyweight Champion, Alex Kane. And as you can expect from, uh, you know that exhibition you know Kane's gonna win it I'm kind of surprised that uh that they used Snitsky and that it was a glorified squash match and I'm also surprised that like nothing happened after the match like they were like really like putting over the uh, WTF Bomaye thing and it was just a short clean match which I mean great it I do think on that front it helps the champ out it shows uh Kane to be a dominant champion in in ways that like his matches with Delirious and Willie Mack haven't really done um but yeah so like that also you know told the story it kind of needed to but I but I kind of like question why that was in the main event slot outside of the fact that the world champ is in that match. Um, but yeah, so that is how we are ending the show. Just going right off to Beaumont. Yay. Um, I kind of echoing piggybacking off of last week. Like I feel like this show was fine in a vacuum, but as a product of episodic television to borrow a phrase from the, wwe uh i think it kind of misses the bid like there there wasn't a whole lot of proper progression i think overall in some of the stories um especially leading into like into uh slaughterhouse which is basically at the time of this recording next saturday um so like but the matches themselves were fine they told like what they needed to obviously ricochet and swerve was going to deliver but that match was six years old and both men have moved on to greener pastures so i'm not sure why we would want to take a third uh of our television programming to dedicate to that when i think it's it may already be up on youtube already um so i kind of question that um and i question like the, the use of Celine De Laurentiis promo when it was the exact same thing we saw last week didn't give us anything new off of that either um so like again like bell to bell like the in reaction is great it's just kind of like the everything else and some of the decision making that goes into it I do question a wee bit but like if you are just going like oh 
huh, like Fusion 185 sounds fun. Like you'll enjoy it. But if you're watching it as a continued, you know, storyline, like it, it kind of misses the mark on that front, I think. Um, but, you know, that's my opinion. Feel free to, uh, you know, correct me on social media. Tell me what you think. Hit me up on the socials. Uh, so stay tuned to figure out how you can hit me up on those socials to let me know how terrible my opinions are. Uh, go over to the YouTubes. Check out the Urban Wrestling Network. We're branching out, covering the NWA, uh, amongst other things. Uh, even when I'm not doing Talking Head segments, collaborating with them. Check that out. Uh, YouTube.com at uh, urban uh, urban wrestle nw uh and then of course i'm going to end things off with uh, some cheap plugs for uh, scw pro uh mlw confusion is a continued continuing to be a sponsor uh their october shows are uh october 14th uh, at wildwood in iowa city at seven o'clock ten dollars get you in the door and then uh, october 28th at the bluegrass community center 7 p.m also 10 bucks get you in the door so uh two big shows coming up this month for scw pro uh you know they put on a great show so if you are in the eastern iowa area check that out uh if nothing else you can check out their youtube as well um and as part of my side projects uh scw pro at home is their uh bi-weekly television show and i do a review on that unfortunately though that is behind a paywall so you have to join the mlw confusion patreon to get that um but you're also helping support mlw confusion so totally worth it two dollars gets you in the door a month so like you know it's cheaper than a coffee to get a whole month's worth of uh MLW Confusion extras and early access and all that good stuff too. But I'll let the uh, plug stuff at the end tell you all about that. So, in the meanwhile, I uh, appreciate you all taking the time to listen to me rattle on for 20 minutes. Stay tuned for the plugs and the best ways to support this here podcast. And I'll catch you all next week. MLW Confusion is a weekly podcast that is written and performed by Rob Kammer and hosted by Spotify for Podcasters. MLW Confusion is part of the Urban Wrestling Network. You can check out the Underground Rundown on YouTube at Urban Wrestling NW. The background music for this selection is Ruined My Day by Alan Schroeder. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to support, please like, subscribe, and tell your friends, family, and enemies. Leaving a review is also helpful. Word-of-mouth advertisement is very important for small podcasts, such as this one. My social media links can be found in the description, but the Twitter and Instagram is at TheNovaOfCast, T-H-E-N-O-V-A-O-F-C-A-S-S, and Facebook is at MLWConfusion, one word. If you'd like to support monetarily and help upgrade my equipment, please check out my virtual tip, tip jar at www.kofi.com slash Casanova, that is C-A-S-S-O-N-O-V-A, or if you prefer some more bang for your buck, go to patreon.com slash C-A-S-S-O-N-O-V-A to join the MLW Confusion Patreon. For as little as $2 a month, backers get access to the podcast early and ad-free, plus other weekly exclusive content. So join the crew that is headed up by Keith Wynn, Alan Schroeder, and Alex McCarthy, and check it out. You can also find t-shirts, coffee mugs, and other merch at the Confusion Podcast Store on Teespring, link below. For business inquiries, such as ads and sponsorships, please email rzcammer, K-A-M-E-R-E-R, 
at comcast.net. Thank you all for listening.